Hello, nature lovers. Do you love to read books like I do? I've always enjoyed reading books ever since I was a kid, especially books about nature. Unfortunately, as I get older, I find myself with less and less time to sit down with a good book. I've solved that problem with Audible. Audible allows you to listen to your favorite titles while you are driving at the gym, taking a walk, wherever you are. With all the latest titles, you'll have quite a selection to choose from. And they have podcasts, too. Start listening today with a free 30-day trial. To get your free 30-day trial, go to the show notes and click on the link. Happy listening. I'm Paul, and of course, this is the Nature Wanderer podcast. Today, I'm out in the woods again. I'm actually back at the Erie County Forestry in Sardinia, New York, one of my favorite places to go hiking. And it's just a beautiful autumn day. We actually got a bit of a warm spell, so I'm out here hiking in a t-shirt today. So it's actually rather nice, but... Um, Doing a little reminiscing and also a little bit looking towards the future. We just had a solar eclipse a few weeks ago, I think it was. Not too long ago. We had a solar eclipse called an annular eclipse. And the annular eclipse is when the moon is so far in its orbit around the Earth that when it comes between the Earth and the sun, it actually doesn't cover the entire sun so it doesn't block the entire sun i should say so at the peak of the annular eclipse you have what they call the ring of fire it's basically a big circle around the moon so that is the reason i bring it up is because it just reminds me that it's believed that a solar eclipse is a time for renewal time for change stock of your life and start looking at what you want to have happen in the future. You know, look at the past too, but it's time for renewal, change. And, well, we did it. We made it a full year, and welcome to season two. Yeah, it's been 52 episodes, a full year of the Nature Wander podcast, and I'm glad you came along with me. If you haven't heard all the episodes, I encourage you to go back. My very first episode was Sawwet Owl Banding, which I've been doing the last three nights. I've been doing some Sawwet Owl Banding, catching a few of the owls. seems to be a slow year for me this year, but uh, we have been getting them. So it's been kind of exciting wandering through nature with all of you. So I really appreciate you joining along with me and coming and learning a little bit about nature and exploring new places. So thank you, everybody. Big thank you to everybody for joining me and coming out to see nature and explore nature and wander through nature with me. So I really appreciate all of that. So um, we've did a lot this past year. This year I had a chance to wander to some new countries, wander to some new places. Uh, I've got to teach you all about a whole bunch of new stuff. And I wanted to kind of let you know why I started this podcast. <laughs> I've been asked that before. Why, why do you do a podcast? Well, I'm an educator. It's in my blood. Um, my mother was a teacher most of her life. Uh, my father was a minister, so he was a teacher too, in a way. And so it's just something I enjoy doing. I love teaching people about nature. Nature has been a fascination for me since I was a kid. We, I, I was one of the fortunate people who, even though I lived in a town, I had a park right in my backyard. So I lived in a little town called East Aurora, New York, and right in my backyard was Hamlin Park. 
and my best friend two houses down and I would always be going into the park after school. We spent so much time in that park just exploring nature. Yeah, I mean, nature doesn't have to be in a place like I am right now, the Erie County Forestry. It can be right in your own backyard. It doesn't have to even be a park. So nature is outdoors. And unfortunately, not everyone has that opportunity or had that opportunity to get outdoors. I mean, with the way things have changed in this world, you know, parents are a little more protective of their children. You know, they don't let them outdoors as often because there's scary things out there. Something could happen to them. I remember when I was um, working for a nature center and we did programs at a city park in Buffalo and it was for preschoolers during the week. So I had a bunch of mothers with their young toddlers wandering through the park, you know, exploring nature, showing them different aspects of nature, you know, and every once in a while I'd come across something really cool that was alive, like an insect, you know, or a worm or something else. And I would always immediately, knowing that these were city kids, probably never had such an experience. They probably had a fear of it that's been instilled in them for years. So, of course, I pick it up and I show it to them. And sometimes, you know, something small like a, a, a stink bug or a potato bug, it's like I'd pass it around to the kids. And the parents freaked out. Oh, don't touch that. The Blue Jays. Yep. Letting all the critters in the woods know that I'm here. But anyhow, I... Even something like a plant. You know, if I picked up the plant... Oh, don't touch that. It's dirty. It's like... This is what our parents are teaching these days. Be afraid of nature. Now, I'm sure you probably haven't done that with your kids, if you have kids. You probably, you know, don't remember, you know, all this avoidance of nature when you were younger. Obviously, you love nature or you wouldn't be here listening to the podcast. Or maybe you are afraid of nature and don't understand and you're here for the learning about nature so that you can understand it better. I remember a, um, I think it was Genesis, the band. I remember in one of their songs, um, we fear what we don't understand. And that line has stuck with me ever since I was a teenager. We always fear what we don't understand. So it's always good to understand more about those things like the, oh, the icky bug, oh, that, that dirty plant. <laughs> Instead of letting that scared, overprotective mother you know, try to instill her fear into her child, I used it as a learning experience. Yeah, I, I used it as a teaching experience, I should say. I taught this mother, I taught the whole group. It's like, oh, there's nothing to be afraid of with this plant. You know, we actually are building up our immunity when we eat dirt, when we, you know, touch things we think are dirty. And the children with the best immune systems are the ones who have played outdoors. There have been studies that prove that. So all of this is teaching the parents that, hey, it's okay. Did I convince these parents? Some of them, yes. Some of them, no. Um, I did have some, we did this as a series of programs in the park each week I was there. And I did have some repeat customers. I had some parents and their kids who would come back, but I also had those who did not because, oh no, that guy's teaching us to touch things outdoors. My thought is, well, why'd you bring your kid here anyhow if you didn't want to touch it outdoors? Well, I know why. Because the mothers were in the back of the group chit-chatting about who knows what while I'm babysitting their kids. Yeah, that's kind of what they looked at it as. 
Not all of them. Okay, I'll give some of them credit. But we have, over the years, you know, separated ourselves from nature. We are too involved in being afraid of nature, being afraid of the outdoors. There's bad things out there. There's bad people out there. We have to close up our circle of, of safety, of comfort. So it gets smaller and smaller all the time, and that's because that's what society has taught us. So, unfortunately, our children are in the midst of this. And to toss something on top of that, besides the whole fear of the outdoors and nature, we've also got electronics. Yes, the age of electronics, the age of computers. You can have a computer in your hand at any time you want. I mean, I'm guilty of it too. I do use the computer a lot. I use my cell phone for everything. Um, my kids almost celebrated and had a heart attack when I finally got rid of my flip phone. And cell phones have been, or smartphones, I should say, have been out long time. But I was not willing to give up my flip phone. It, it worked. It did what I needed to do, make phone calls. But now I use it for everything, so I'm guilty. I'm in on all the electronics. I actually have a degree in computer programming. But I always try to get away from the electronics now and then. Quite often, as a matter of fact, I try to. Because you've got to get out in nature. You have to experience it. And that's one of the reasons that I started this podcast. I mean, the statistics are amazing. When I hear that half the children don't know the difference between a bee and a wasp, it's just startling to me. And there's been studies that show that more than half of adults in the United States have reported that they spend five hours or less in nature. And that's not per day, that's per week. There's seven days in a week. What are you doing? <laughs> I know, you're working, you get home from work, yeah, you're too tired, you just have dinner, sit in front of the TV all night. I've had those days myself, but it's like, Get out and explore nature. Get out more than five hours per week. And so that's the main reason that I actually started this podcast is to get people more interested in nature, encourage people to get out into nature. And how do I do that? Hopefully I've been helping you to experience nature in a new way, in a better way. And hopefully I've been encouraging you to get out and share this with other people so that they can get out and experience nature in a better way, in a new way. Um, that way you can become the teacher too. The more people that are out teaching about nature, the less fear. Um, I'm actually in a section of the forestry now where a good friend of mine, he calls it the haunted part of the forestry. <laughs> Uh, are there ghost tales in here? No, I, not that I know of. I haven't heard of any. Uh, but he calls it the haunted, um, the haunted forest, I think is what he called it. And the reason is, I'm going to be real quiet for a second here. We have a slight breeze. I don't know if you can hear it. But it's all pines around me. Tall red pine, very straight, no needles on the lower branches because the tops are blocking the sunlight. So it gets a little dark in here. It's got almost a bluish haze to the area, the lighting. And you can hear the creaking of the trees when the wind blows. Now. There's not a lot of creaking today. It's just a slight breeze, but when the breeze really kicks up, the trees really start to creak and it sounds eerie and you've got that dark blue haze. Um, there's actually a little bit of a haze, a regular, almost like a mist in the woods here too today. So it is very eerie, almost like it's haunted, but 
this is a kind of a neat section of the woods. I encourage you to come here. If you've never been to the Erie County Forestry in Sardinia, awesome place. Um, I saw quite a few cars there. Let's see, there were four cars in the parking lot besides mine. And I haven't seen a single person. I mean, this place is so big, you rarely run into anyone. So anyhow, um, back to what I was talking about. I started the podcast because I'm a teacher, okay? I love teaching. I love nature. I've had nature instilled in me since I was a kid. My parents always took us camping. Uh, me and my brothers and my sister, we all went camping all the time. We went to outdoor places. Uh, we were always, you know, always with nature all the time. And that's why I built this love of nature in me. And so I try to get outdoors. I try to spend nature, you know, every chance I get. And I see being a substitute teacher, I do substitute teach in the middle school. And I see the kids actually separating themselves from nature. Got someone running through the woods here. Oh, little red squirrel running through the woods. Saw some motion there. Um, so I want other people to experience what I experience because nature is just like all around us. It just draws you in. It makes you healthier. It makes you happier. After a long day, if I've had a really tough day, it doesn't happen very often. I always try to keep a positive attitude, but you know, once in a while things just don't go right and I start losing that positive attitude and it's like, I got to get into the woods, you know, I got to get outdoors, I got to get into nature. And when I do, I just feel so much more exuberated. And they've done so many different studies, scientific studies showing how people who spend more time in nature have lower blood pressure, lower stress, less anxieties, um, they live healthier lifestyles less heart disease. So uh, there's so many health benefits, both physical and mental, just from spending time out in nature. So why wouldn't you? <laughs> you know? But our society has kind of switched gears and now we spend more time indoors than we do outdoors, unfortunately. So that's why I started this whole thing. Um, I hope you've enjoyed everything that I've been talking about and doing. You know, if there's ever an episode that you think, you know, you could have done better, maybe you should have done that, you know, let me know. I'm open for suggestions all the time. So on this, the beginning of season two, our one year anniversary, I just wanted to get out in nature and experience it with you once again and let you know how excited I am that you came along on this journey with me while we wander through nature. And I had someone ask me, why do you call it wandering through nature and why not hiking through nature? And Well, there's a difference. I mean, you're hiking, you're just trudging through the woods. You're just going, going, going. I'm here stopping every once in a while, experiencing what's around me. I mean, it's just trees, just trees right now. Slight breeze going through. can hear a little bit of creaking of the trees. Um, but I see people with their heads down all the time. Yeah, you got to watch the roots if you're hiking through nature. My wife is one of those who... She's always looking down because she doesn't want to step on something or trip over a root. I'm tripping on roots every once in a while, you know, because I'm always looking up. I'm always looking around. And that's how you experience things. And I encourage you, you know, start looking around. Stop every once in a while. I just stop just to look around. And I'm seeing this great big burl on this one tree. A burl is basically where there was damage to the tree. Maybe a branch broke off at that one point, And the tree tried healing itself by putting a bandage over that wound and what it did is it kept adding cells over cells and it creates this big 
massive ball over that wound, and we call it a burl. Now, carvers, wood turners, they love burls. They put, there's such wonderful grain, um, very artistic when they have a burl that they can turn. So, just a beautiful area. The ferns are starting to die off because we've been getting the colder weather. Um, next week, I actually saw in the forecast possibility of a mix of, of snow and rain. Oh yeah, the terrible S words comment. Uh, I shouldn't be that way. It is a part of nature. Snow will come. It is a part of nature, but I'm just never ready for it. Oh yeah, lots of creaking now. The wind's picking up in the area that I'm coming to. Starting to get out of the conifers and into the mixed forest. So getting some of the hardwoods. Uh, the leaves are mostly off the trees. There's still a few hanging on, but most of them are down on the ground. So you can hear it's getting louder as I walk through the leaves. It was quiet back there because it was just um, conifers, cone-bearing trees, needles. So now that we're on, I'm into the deciduous area. There's still some conifers on my left, deciduous on the right. You know, we're getting more bare areas, more breeze can come through the woods, can work its way through the forest, through the trees. But I encourage you, I hope my, my episodes have encouraged you to wander more. You know, just go out not just on a goal. I'm going to hike a mile today to get some exercise. Instead, wander. Start noticing things. Start exploring more. Start enjoying the forest. I talked to a friend of mine the other day. Um, She left me a message wanting me to call her back. So I, I, I called her back. She said, oh, I love your voicemail message. And, oh, there goes another red squirrel. Um, she said, I love your voice, voicemail message, which I don't even recall exactly what I have on there. I have to listen to it. But basically, I said, hey, I can't get to the phone. I'm out, probably out wandering through the woods. Um, oh, it's Chipmunk. Yeah, chipmunk just went by. Yeah, and she said that oh, I loved your message so much. Uh, this is the second person in like a week that said that. That encouraged me to get out and, you know, take a hike. So I went out on the rails and trails. Uh, I got a good mile in and, um, you know, headed back now while I was talking to her on the phone. She was saying this. And and my first thought was, it's like, okay, well, I'm glad I encouraged you to get outdoors and, you know, go for a hike. But I hope you're wandering, too. I hope you're not just hiking. You're wandering through nature looking, you know, exploring new places, um, exploring new things. I mean, I've been a naturalist for, God knows how many years. I mean, like I said, I've had a love of nature since I was a kid. But as a professional naturalist educator, it's been more than 30 years. And so you'd think, after all that time, I know everything about nature. No, I'm still learning. I'm still exploring. I'm still wandering, still learning about new places. Uh, unfortunately, I've had a terrible fear of flying for many years. Um, it wasn't when I was a kid. I mean, I went with my brother and my mother to Hawaii. And didn't, I, not that I recall, I didn't have any problem on the plane. But as I got older, I just did not want to fly. I had a real fear of flying. So I didn't get many places. In the U.S., I'd drive, but that's still very limiting. But I, I've worked my way through this fear, um, understanding that, hey, you know, the only way to get to other countries across the ocean, you're gonna have to fly. So I've gotten over that fear, so I've been able to explore more distant places. Uh, My brother lives in Iceland, and if you haven't heard it, listen to the episode, two episodes, I believe. Um, Yeah, listen to those episodes, and you'll learn a little bit about some other countries, Belize, 
I'm getting out more, starting to explore the world and the natural world out in the world. Got the Blue Jays calling again. I don't know if you can hear them on the mic, but Blue Jays are calling. Uh, But when you're out hiking, okay, don't just go, go, go. Have a destination, that's fine. Maybe you heard about a beautiful waterfall. Um, One of the things I used to really enjoy about geocaching, which I've done an episode on geocaching. If you don't know about geocaching, make sure you listen to that episode. It's a really fun way to explore nature. And that's actually one of the reasons I got into geocaching. It took me to new places new places to explore. I discovered a whole bunch of new parks, new places, new natural areas, all because I was out treasure hunting. But it's like, yeah, book through the woods, get to the cache, find it. But then take your time on the way out and enjoy what's around you. Enjoy seeing all of nature, all that nature has to offer. Now, my last episode on winter hiking safety, I talked about stopping once in a while. Well, don't just stop once in a while to take a break and to rest, but also stop once in a while to see what's around you. I mean, I'm coming down into a ravine right now, and I'm going to be crossing the bridge in a minute here. And I am going to stop down here for a couple of reasons. First of all, just to look around. I'm hearing some rustling in the leaves. There's a chipmunk coming right at me. There's a creek going through here, and he's running through the creek. There's something rustling down in the leaves below by this fallen tree covered in moss. Absolutely beautiful. So there's a fallen tree covered in moss here. Gonna on the other side of the bridge, maybe I can see what's been moving around. Must have a den under there because I don't see or hear the rustling anymore. Must have gone in under the log hiding, discovered that I was here. Chris, I'm sure he knew I was here. He or she. Yeah, and knew I was here. Oh, there's another downed tree over here. It's just covered with shelf fungus. And there goes another chipmunk. Boy, the woods are loaded with chipmunks today. Must be gathering the last minute stores of food for the winter. Uh, but this tree, the inside's actually rotting out. It looks like a a yellow birch tree. Um, I'm not going to trample through the brush here. I don't want to disturb anything, but it's probably about 20 feet from me, so I'm trying to identify it from here, but the bark is pretty much a dead giveaway. It looks like a yellow birch, and the birch bark actually has oils in it, natural oils. Great for fire starters, um, great for... You know, Native Americans making canoes out of it because it was waterproof. But the inside is actually rotting out. I can see the inner, you know, shell of the tree is starting to rot from the weather. And it's leaving behind all this bark. But you've got all the shell fungus that's helping it rot away. Now, if I hadn't stopped to look around, I would have missed those three or four chipmunks flying. Oh, there's another one uh, flying past. I would have missed seeing the moss-covered tree and the shelf fungus on the tree. So make sure you stop once in a while just to look around. Sure, you may stub your toe once in a while on the trail, not looking down. But you're going to miss a lot if you're not looking up also. And, of course, I've expressed this before. Don't just use your eyes to explore nature. Use all your senses. I mean, you can, I can smell autumns in the air. Yeah, it just has that smell to it, that feel. 
Um, the breeze, you can feel it. You know, you can feel the breeze. Nice warm day today. Oh, there is a breeze because we're supposed to get some rain tonight, tomorrow. Because the cold front's going to start moving in. And like I said, real cold weather next week. So, yeah. But I'm using my sense of touch. Just feeling the breeze on my skin. Now, if you are going to use your hands to touch things, just be careful. That's all I'm going to say. Make sure that you're doing it safely. Know your plants. I mean, there are some plants out there that can do some damage. I should be counting chipmunks. <laughs> I'd be wondering, you know, if you're wondering how many chipmunks are in the forest here. There are a ton. Just saw a couple more. So, um, yeah, start using all your senses. Do not taste. Do not use your sense of taste. Please, please, please. I can't stress that enough. I've heard too many horror stories of people out there, you know, tasting something and it ends up being something poisonous or something they're sensitive to, allergic to. You know, so yeah, please don't. Okay. Leave that to the experts who know what they're tasting, what they're touching. And yes, I know last week I talked about winter hiking safety. And I mentioned don't be hiking alone. And here I am in the woods hiking alone. Uh, this is actually the area that I got lost many years ago. Many, many years ago. I was doing some winter tracking through here. And there was nobody around. The whole woods was just silence. And I wandered off right in this area here. I wandered off the trail a little bit. And before I knew it, I was way off the trail. And it was just snow everywhere, deep snow. And I was just getting tired. I was starting to get cold. And I, I was afraid I wasn't going to make it out of the woods. So that's, that was, and this was many years ago. And that's when I started learning winter survival techniques and I learned as much as I could so that if it ever, ever happened again, I was going to make it out. Okay, that was my promise to myself. It would never happen again where I would not make it out. So, um, but yeah, this is just beautiful area here. Always love this, this woods. Um, Bark on the tree is pretty amazing. It's almost like it's blistering and crackling here. I'm getting into a section where there's a lot of also burnt potato chips. And if you remember from my tree ID episode, burnt potato chips. Anyone remember? Give me a second to think about it. Okay, that's a black cherry. So lots of black cherries through this section of the woods. Uh, more of our yellow birch friend here. Yeah, just absolutely beautiful to hike through the woods this time of year. And uh, the warmer, warm spell we had the last couple of days and today, um, and it brought a lot of people out. But other than that, it's pretty, pretty quiet in here. Not many people at all. Now we got a lot of a lot of wood shavings on the ground on the trail here. And yep, when I look up we got a dead tree and it looks like the woodpeckers have been having a feast up there. So now if I was just hiking, didn't stop, you know, I would have noticed nothing. I would have noticed I was walking through the woods. But because I stopped and I saw the on the ground, you know, I was aware of my surroundings. It's always a good thing to do when you're out hiking. And I was able to see, you know, all the woodpecker activity up above. Okay, I got a little bit of a steep downhill here, so I'm going to take my time. All the creeks here are a little dry. We haven't had much rain lately. So the smaller creeks are pretty dry in this area. Oh, I'm going to take my time here. Always in the 
fall if you're going up or down a hill. Go slow. The leaves, especially if they're wet, they get slick. But they also can help you easily lose your footing and you could hurt yourself pretty seriously. So always be careful while hiking in the fall. There we go. Um, so maybe you're wondering, what's next, Paul? What do you have planned for the new season? Well, I've got a lot of ideas, a lot of things I want to talk about in season two in this upcoming year. Um, oh, there's a chickadee calling. Chickadee dee 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 dee. Maybe you can hear the stream. Yeah, I'm down to the main creek here. Streams are pretty dry, but the creek is still running. Looks shallow enough, I might actually cross it today. Uh, there's a section, there used to be a bridge up here where you could cross, and they took the bridge out. Oh, the water took the bridge out, and they never replaced it. So um, I always wait for lower water before crossing because it, it can run pretty pretty quick. Oh my goodness, you should see the fungus on this tree. Wow. That's pretty awesome. Okay, now I'm down in the ravine, so wind seems a little calmer down here, a little quieter. Head up the trail here and then cross over the creek and it's up that way. So, as I was saying, what's in store for you for this year? Lots and lots of ideas coming up. Um, I'm going to be doing my research and, and hopefully give you a lot of new stuff. But I also want to make sure that you understand. I've mentioned this many times and I still hardly ever get any suggestions suggestions for podcasts uh, for episodes topics and i mean this is for you I mean, yes i'm enjoying it i love love teaching about nature so i am enjoying this but it's not just for me it's not just for my enjoyment you know it's for you also so send me ideas you know you can reach me through um, Messenger, you can DM me through Instagram, uh, send me an email from my website, uh, the website naturewander.org. Instagram is the nature wanderer with underscores in between each word. My Facebook is the nature wanderer. So, you know, contact me. If you have an idea, something you want to learn about, maybe it's something you already know about. Maybe you're really into a certain aspect of nature and you'd like to share it too. Hey, I haven't had a guest on. Maybe you'd like to be my first guest. So yeah, drop me a line. Let me know what you want to hear about, what you want to learn about, or what you'd like to share. So maybe you have some experiences in nature you'd like to share. So drop me those messages. Remember, this is for you. This, this podcast is for you. Uh, if you've been following me for a long time, obviously you're enjoying it, but I want to make sure I'm talking about what you want to learn about. Maybe there's some episodes that you've heard that you didn't really care for. Let me know that, you know, other episodes you really enjoyed. Maybe you like the hikes instead of the in-studio. Sorry, guys, in the wintertime, I want to be in the studio a little bit more than out on the trail. I do like being out on the trail. I like hiking in the winter, but I'm going to do more in studio during the winter. And then once summer comes, then you'll find me out on the trail. So some of the ideas, some of the things to look forward to this year, some of the things coming up. Um, and I've got a long list. Uh, whenever an idea pops in my head, you know, I've got a running list on my computer. And I write it down right away. I put it right on there. So I've got a list of lots of ideas. And I'm always adding new ones. But some of the things to look forward to this coming year. Um, the Christmas bird count's coming up. And I was going to 
do a podcast during it last year, but I never did. When you get up that early in the morning, you forget things like the microphone. So it's going to happen this year, I promise you. So if you want to learn all about what the Christmas bird count's about, I'm going to have an episode on that. Um, orienteering, we did geocaching. Yeah, I did an episode on geocaching. And now I'd like to teach you a little bit about orienteering. Finding your way in the woods. How to read an orienteering map. Um, there's actually a, I'm not sure whether to call it a sport or a game. Um, but orienteering, there's different organizations that put out maps and they put out markers in different areas. And they set up these orienteering courses. And you get to try to find the markers in the woods. I mean, they have meets also. But I like the, what they call a map hike, where it's a setup for the entire summer. There's one actually here in the forestry. I didn't get the map for it this year, though. Um, I ended up doing some other things during the summer and decided I wasn't going to do the orienteering map hikes. But uh, you want to learn more about that? Not a problem. I'm going to do an episode on it. Okay, I'm actually down at the river now. Let's see. Yeah, it's not flowing too. It's not too deep. So I think I'll cross here and head up the logging road. Head to the main road. Um, so yeah, if you want to learn about orienteering, I'm going to be doing an episode on that probably in the springtime um, when I'm out in the woods. And another thing that's going to probably wait till spring is nature journaling. Have you ever done nature journaling? Um, I've taught this many times um, to all ages from children up to adults. Uh, if you're familiar with the Chautauqua Institute um, down at Chautauqua Lake in southern New York State. The Chautauqua Institute is where a lot of a lot of programming goes on, a lot of education. Uh, it's a community down there and they have like world-renowned speakers down there. Um, some presidents have spoken there. Al Gore, I missed that talk down there, but really wanted to go and listen to him. But anyhow, I have taught nature journaling down at the Chautauqua Institute. So um, we're going to do an episode on that. You can learn about how to how to express your feelings out in nature through pictures or or words or poetry. So we'll talk a little bit about nature journaling. Uh, next next summer I also want to do an episode on forest bathing. I don't mean stripping down and jumping in the creek. No. What I'm talking about is communing with nature. How people commune with nature by doing what we call forest bathing. Okay, so I'll get into a lot more depth during the episode. But just want to let you know what you're, some of the, few of the things you're in for. An idea that I had recently, just because I'm getting older and I'm starting to get to that point in my life where I don't like loud noises. I mean, our house is like a mile from two miles, sorry, two miles from a speedway. And every Friday night during the summer, we got to put up those loud, noisy, pain-in-the-neck race cars. Apologize if you're a race fan. I am not, especially because of the noise. And then after the races are over, then fall comes and I listen to, hopefully he doesn't listen to this, I listen to my neighbor's leaf blower for an hour every single day. Um, yeah, noise is bothering me, but I just saw an article about how noise is not just bothering me and people, it's affecting wildlife, it's affecting nature. The way animals are breeding, the way, well, I'm not going to get into too much depth right now, 
because uh, I want to do a lot more research on it. Fascinating topic, though. So how how noise pollution is affecting nature. Uh, I might do something this winter on on the galaxies. No, not the galaxies, but uh, I might talk a little bit about star watching and some of the constellations and and shooting stars, so we'll get into some astrology, astronomy, astronomy, astrology is, sorry, I messed up, astrology is, is, are you a Pisces, are you a Capricorn, uh, no, we won't get it, well, if you want to, hey, like I said, shoot me some ideas, there is a connection to nature with all that. Um, but anyhow, I'm going to get into a little bit of astronomy, possibly. And during the, the plan is during April, I'm going to do every single episode in April, since it's Earth Month, there'll be a little bit of conservation. I touch on it a little bit during episodes now and then, talking about how to take care of nature, but I'm going to really delve into it. So I'm going to talk uh, about all the different things that you and I can do to help protect the planet, you know, and I, I won't get too high on my soapbox, I hope, but I will talk a little bit about how to protect the planet, and we'll do that the entire month of April. Um, I'm hoping to get some new places, new hikes. I've been working too much lately, and I haven't had a chance to get out, so I love these opportunities like today, where I just finished teaching. Like I said, I substitute teach at a local middle school, and I just got out of work and came right here, came straight here and decided, I'm going hiking. I'm going to go do a podcast in the woods. And that's what I did. So I'm hoping to find some new places to go hiking, Maybe more up north. Um, I don't have any big trips overseas planned yet. Uh, but we're, we've been talking about it, my wife and I. And if we do, I'm going to you know, make sure I bring my microphone with me. And we'll explore, wander to some new places for you to learn about, to explore. Get some more movement in the woods here. So that's what we have in store. I keep saying we because I include you guys too. You're part of this. But that's what I have in store for you for the upcoming year. I really encourage you, please, don't be shy. I always tell people, like my students at school, when they come up to me and say, this is probably a stupid idea. And I always tell them, no such thing. No such thing as a stupid idea. Um, it's an idea. It may not be the best, but it's not stupid. You know, send me those emails, send me those text messages, those DMs. You know, let me know what you want to hear about. Hey, you have a favorite hiking place? Let me know. Maybe I'll head over there, check it out. Uh, maybe you want to hear more episodes out in the woods. Maybe you want to hear more episodes at national parks, at nature areas, natural areas. Maybe you want to explore your backyard more, learn more about what's right in your own backyard. Not necessarily at the local park or the local nature center or forest preserve. Or, you know, you want to learn more about your own backyard. Maybe you want to learn more about birds, animals, mammals, insects. Let me know. I always love to explore new stuff. Like I said, you're never too old to learn. I will never know everything about nature. Never. Even the day I die, there will be stuff that I still don't know about nature. So I'm always looking for new topics to learn about. So please drop me those messages. Let me know what you want to hear about. Let me know places you want to go. So we're headed up towards the road now. Um, running into more people. I think that was a, probably a cross-country team from local school that just ran by me a few minutes ago. I edited it out because 
Um, they're pretty chatty while they're running. I don't know how you can talk when you're running. But we're almost to the road and back to my vehicle. So I'd like to thank you for joining me today. And as usual, please, if you haven't subscribed already to the podcast, no matter what platform you're on, please do so. If you would like to support the podcast, you can always join my Patreon page. You can also donate on my Ko-Fi page. Or maybe you'd like to get something more for your money besides wonderful, awesome podcasts. Uh, Maybe you'd like to get some more for your money. Hey, I got awesome merch out there. So grab some merchandise on my store, which you can find the link in the show notes or on my website. And I already told you what the website is, what Instagram and Facebook is, so I won't repeat it. Uh, But yeah, make sure you do that. Rate and review. I mean, that helps with the ratings, the rankings of the podcast. And the higher I go in the rankings, the more people that are going to discover it. Spread the word. Now, share an episode. If you love this episode, share it on, on your social media. Share it to your friends. Tell them about the podcast. Get them interested in it so that we can, you know, continue to spread the word about nature. And I hope you have a great day, great rest of your day. Make sure you get out and explore and wander through nature, not just hiking it. And above all, keep exploring the nature around you. Hey, did you know that plastic is produced with oil? A fossil fuel that pollutes the environment. Wouldn't it just be awesome if we could live our lives without plastic? Well, there's a company that wants to help you do just that. Life Without Plastic. They sell products that will reduce or eliminate your dependence on plastic. They have a large selection of products like toothbrushes, food storage containers, drinking straws. And the best part is that they're also very reasonably priced. So what are you waiting for? Check out all these great plastic-free products and help save the planet. Just click on the link in the show notes to find out more and to start your journey to being plastic-free.